Today on CityCast DC, the Marine Corps Marathon is back this weekend for the first time since 2019. And it's got us thinking about how DC is always on those lists of America's best running cities. So uh, how do you go about joining the herd? Ketlin Sung from the Washington Post is here to talk to us about how to be a DC runner and also some tips for watching the marathon on Sunday. Thursday, October 27th, 2022. I'm Michael Schaefer, and this is CityCast DC. So, Kellen, you are a health and wellness reporter at The Post, and you are a runner here in DC, which is always on those lists of like runningest cities in the country. But why don't you give us your credentials here? What kind of running do you do? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a long distance runner. I've run one marathon per year since 2014. And I'm also a Roadrunners Club of America certified running coach. I coach cross country and track and field at my old high school, Walter Johnson. And I've written about it. I've covered a sport for the Washington Post, Washington City Paper, and a Run Washington. And I'm just a, you know, I'm a fan of the sport. I wasn't always, but now I'm a big advocate and fan of just uh, just running in general and of the sport. So on the more ambitious end of running, which I would not qualify for, there's like a bunch of races that DC is known for. Can you walk us through what those are? Yeah. So I think the big one, which is coming up, is the Marine Corps Marathon. That is the fall marathon that's located in DC. It runs through part of Northern Virginia as well. Another big one is the Cherry Blossom 10-mile run, which is in the spring. It's usually in early April. You have the Army 10-miler, which just happened. There's a new race called the DC Half that's put on the, the Pacers running stores. That's in September. And there's a Rock and Roll Half Marathon uh, that's in March. Those are kind of the big ones in the area. In the world of like serious marathon people, where does the Marine Corps Marathon fit in? Like, Is it considered like a hard one, an easy one? open one? So there is a lottery. So not everyone who wants to run it can get in. And so that just shows you there's a high demand for it. It's called a people's marathon. So it's not one of the six major marathons. So there is no prize money for Marine Corps Marathon. So it typically doesn't attract as much of like an elite field. You still get a lot of great runners, really fast runners, but you won't see like world record holders or, or people like that from like an international field. But it's still, you know, a very popular race. You get a lot of people who I'm sure coming in from across the country, maybe even internationally. But it's not going to have quite the elite field like a Boston or New York City. What's the running community like here in D.C.? I think it's pretty robust. I mean, you have a lot of different running clubs. You have these specialty running stores. You have a lot of trails. You have just a lot of options, a lot of variety in the area. And I think there's always like rankings of like the most fit cities. I think Northern Virginia, DC is always up there. I think people are just very into running around here. Like whenever I'm running, particularly if I'm like running on the mall or by the Potomac or something, I feel like I'm in like the establishing shot for some a DC set movie. <laughs> exactly. where Like our hero is like out for his morning run and then he's going to discover some huge national secret. What is it about D.C. that makes it such a good running city? Why do we get on these lists? Like I mentioned before, I think there are a lot of different places that you can run. There's a variety in places you can go. 
there are trails nearby. There's the Rock Creek Park, which always gets crowded, especially during pandemic when East Drive was closed. You can go on CNO Canal, Haynes Point, East Potomac Park. If you ever go down there, you'll see people running loops. The National Mall is a place where people, like you said, if you walk along there, you'll just see people kind of running loops. Even places like the National Arboretum, people are running over there. So I think there's just, even though we're in like a dense city with a lot of sidewalks, if you just venture out a little bit to Montgomery County, Maryland, or even Northern Virginia, or even to like the greener spaces in D.C., there are a lot of options. Hey, Kellen, you're a, a, like a health and fitness reporter by day. So what do you tell somebody who's looking to get into running, who doesn't currently run? How should they go about it in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wrote an article about this, a few ways to get into running, even if you don't really like it, because I think there are people, not everyone likes running. Even people who do it probably don't like yeah, it a lot of times. I like having a run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, you know, I think it's just people find it boring. I think there's just maybe a certain connotation that comes along with running and runners, which I'm, you know, I, I'm aware of that that exists. And so I think for a lot of people, at least in, in the article I wrote, one of the main advice is to start out slowly. I think people, you know, kind of just like want to blast out, you know, kind of a, a fast mile. They feel self-conscious about, you know, their speed. I think if you're just starting out, go slower. When I tell people like more beginner runners or even when people are doing kind of a recovery run, you want to go at a conversational pace, which is you can have a conversation, you can talk with like a buddy while you're running. So it shouldn't be like out of breath. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people just think of running and think they just have to be going full throttle all the time. You don't have to sign up for a marathon. You don't have to sign up for a race even. You know, it can be something that you can just sign up for like a running club. There's a running club. You can go do these runs with people who are similar speed, similar pace. And one of the things that I wrote about was like people try trail running. So you kind of like a little bit removed from kind of the city. You can know there's not people staring at you on, on the sidewalks and stuff like that. If you're a little more self-conscious about that, maybe you can try trail running. So, yeah, I think just, you know, go out slower if you want to start. But, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think there's many entry points of the run. I find that people who start running and get into it, they like never shut up about it. You know, it's they're so into it. I mean, and I'm guilty of this, but they'll talk about their gait and their shoe choices. And there's this joke, how can you tell if someone's run a marathon? And the punchline is, because he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, I understand that's a reputation runners have. And I think people live up to that stereotype in a lot of ways. But yeah, it really becomes your identity in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's just something that's so time consuming also. That I think you're just doing it all the time. I think people who enjoy it, like I'm guilty of this too, that I try to convince my friends who don't run a run. Like people who listen to this podcast will know who I'm talking about. And so I'm, I'm totally guilty of that as well. When you try to convince people, what do you say? You know, go buy running shoes. I think that's something that people who are starting off, like running shoes definitely help. I try to get them to go on the track with me. I really like track workouts. <laughs> Probably an unpopular opinion in that case. But, and I ask, them, you know, I tell them, like, sign up for like a shorter distance race, maybe like a 5K or something like that. I mean, do you have like a, this is why it's good for you pitch? Or, or is it just like, this is why it's fun? 
I, I like sharing things that I enjoy. Like I like sharing joys in my life, and I, I want my friends and people that I care about to try to enjoy the same things. So I think it's more that aspect that I think that if you give it a chance or several chances, you might be able to enjoy it as well. There are certain health benefits, uh, certainly studies and, and things like that. One of my colleagues, Gretchen Reynolds, just wrote a piece yesterday saying that running doesn't hurt your knees. It actually strengthens them in a lot of cases. And so I think a lot of people are still skeptical about that, but I think there's studies like that. There's research about running. Obviously, I think if you're looking for like a, like a simple cardio workout, I think people turn to running. The cool thing about running for fitness it's like you don't have to go to the gym and change and shower and you can just start and stop from home and um, get about your day. But the thing that would make me want to get in a car or some other conveyance and go to a place where I can run, like particularly the canal, is the hills, man. DC is really hilly and I don't think you'd notice it until you start running. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely areas that are hilly. I think there's ways to avoid that. But yeah, you know, there are trails that are definitely hillier and Especially if you're in the city and the sidewalks, it's kind of stop and go. I can get a little annoying. But yeah, I think there's, again, I think there's something for everyone. What else is hard about it here? Yeah, I think just like with any big city, I know during the pandemic, people were getting annoyed at runners for you know running by people too closely. You know, it's a dense city. Even the trails can get crowded, right? Um, and so if you're in the city, there's a lot of intersections, kind of stop and go. That can get annoying. Um, the trails can get crowded. But yeah, I think it's just you might have to be a little pickier on what time you, you go and where you go. But I think those are just some of the challenges any big city has. And so you get these red lights and traffic. Are you supposed to like obey traffic rules? I mean, I know you're supposed <laughs> to, but like by the law, but by the law of being a good runner, which I, which I make you the judge of, are you supposed to uh, do that? You should probably try to. In my running club, there's some people who are a little more daring and kind of just, you know, cross when it's a red light. And I'm not that brave. I don't know if I trust myself <laughs> that that much. And so, yeah, I think especially in the city, you got to be careful because, you know, I think it's not so much that you don't trust yourself. I don't trust myself. It's like I don't trust maybe the drivers or, or other people. And so you, I think you just got to be careful. All right. So hook us up here. Let's say we want to run in D.C. We want to go someplace, uh, which is a great run. And you don't want to like go to the mall and feel like you're in a movie. What are your favorite spots? Do you have any favorite spots or secret gems? These are popular spots, but I, I do like running on the canal. I think Rock Creek Park is really pretty. It's very scenic. One of my favorite spots to start is that I park at Fletcher's Boathouse, which is about two miles from... Georgetown and Key Bridge, and I'll kind of just do like a loop around the monuments, like Lincoln Memorial, the Capitol, the National Monument, and also I might go to like East Potomac Park. I just think it's like it's very scenic. I think it's like for people who are like really into like DC history or historical stuff, it's just really cool to see that kind of backdrop. Some people run at the Arboretum. I think that may be like a kind of a hidden gem. That people mm -hmm. don't really know about. People run an arboretum, even the Anacostia Riverwalk Trail. I think is is you know that's somewhere you can run if you want to go a little further in in Montgomery County near Poolsville. There's like a ten mile loop called Duels Ferry, which is really nice. I am told that um, I need to get you to tell us about your personal marathon map. 
Oh, <laughs> yes. I was supposed to run the Philly Marathon, I want to say 2020. And so instead, I just mapped out my own virtual run and I got friends, like, you know, a couple of friends to like, cheer along the route. So I, I, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. I know virtual marathons are not very popular, but I thought it was, I kind of made it about me. <laughs> I made a marathon about me, so I thought that was fun. So I started at Fletcher's Boathouse, and then I went, I think, to Lincoln Memorial, up through East Potomac Park, Haynes Point, up to the Capitol, back to National Mall, across Key Bridge, and then another place people run is the Teddy Roosevelt Island, which is right across Key Bridge off Mount Vernon Trail. Around that, and then back Fletcher's. And that was 26.2 miles? It adds up. I, I think people don't realize, like, it's a small city, but, like, you can definitely run 26.2 miles. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, where did your friends cheer you on? Georgetown Waterfront was one of the spots. Haynes Point, East Potomac Park. That was, I think that was kind of the main spectator section. They put up like signs. I don't know if you watch Parks and Recreation, but there's a Ann Perkins right. quote about jogging and how it's good for you, but at what cost? And so they put up like signs like that all along the East Potomac Park. Got it. So wait, for people who want to spectate for a race that involves more than one marathoner, <laughs> um, the Marine Corps Marathon is this weekend. Where should people watch? I believe it's called the Watergate Steps. It's right across from a Lincoln Memorial. And you're able to get a really cool view of the runners coming by. It's just the big steps, like right across from Lincoln Memorial. I think that's a really cool spot. They have, like, in the entrance to East Potomac Park, there's people usually lined up around that. Around the Tidal Basin is maybe a good spot to see people. I know personally from running it, I know when you're in Crystal City around, like, I want to say mile 23, that's like, the worst part for me. So I think it's good to get kind of the support there. You pass by the like kind of outside the Pentagon. I think it comes down underneath Georgetown near the Key Bridge. I think people are lined up over there as well. So that's that's a good spot. You know, people who want to spectate, I think just look up the kind of the, the course map. And there are definitely a lot of different places that you can see runners. Awesome. Kellen, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, of course. I, I love talking around stuff. So thanks for having me. And before you go, here's some quick news. The Washington Teachers Union has released survey results that say four out of five members are unsatisfied with their jobs. They cited a bunch of reasons like increased workload, high turnover, and no raises over the past three years. The union just happens to be in the middle of fraught contract negotiations with D.C. public schools. Meanwhile... A local Audubon Society group is working to distance itself from its slaveholding namesake. The nonprofit formerly known as Audubon Naturalist Society is now called Nature Forward. The name change is part of a national conversation about John James Audubon's past. He was a revered 19th century ornithologist and artist, but he was also an enslaver and published white supremacist. And lastly, get ready for late nights at the library. Starting November 14th, D.C. public libraries will be expanding their hours back to what they were pre-pandemic. The idea is to give people more time to browse, but also to make the library's public rooms available for community meetings during the kinds of hours when community meetings actually happen. So they'll be open until 9 p.m. most weekdays. We'll post the full schedule in our show notes. That's 
that's all for today here on CityCast DC. You know what? Podcasts are pretty good running companions, so hit that subscribe button and get your marathon partner to do it too. I'm Michael Schaefer from Politico. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Oh, shit. Oh, I spilled something. Sorry. Uh, hold on. Hold on just a sec. I'll be right back.